Hello and welcome to the Truck and Driver Podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin. This is Chris Madison. Hello. Hi. Uh, so, we're just, well, last week was um, TipX and Pancakes, uh, which went pretty well. We had the podcast come out from that last week, which uh, seemed to prove pretty popular. I didn't actually see you um, or, uh, see the trucks leave or anything like that or say cheerio half the people I ended up walking up one way to get back to the car and you, you all went the other way I take it you managed to get out and everything and, and yeah we had to okay. um, we had to do some serious buggering about to get out some guy had come late on a parked tractor unit at the top of where we were parked on Crescent on the Crescent there um, so we couldn't get out but Matt can drive fortunately with his gigantic tanker backwards in rain blindside <laughs> so we um yeah, we got it out. We had to move a lot of barriers and cones and stuff onto the pavement. But now we got out, which was a shocker. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good night. It was a, a short do, you know, but it was a good do. Yeah, it worked out all right. It's just a, a bit of a shame right. for Harrogate won't be hosting it ever again. But, you know, Harrogate yeah, doesn't seem to really want it. So in terms of the authorities or anything like that, they don't seem too keen on it. Oh. So that was that, and it was Truckfest North West this weekend. I don't know anybody that went to it. I've seen a few pictures from it. It looked, looked it all looked, right. Do you think it looked bloody awful from pictures I saw? It looked like an unmowed silage field that they just colonised for the weekend. It looked as rough as hell. I'm glad I didn't go. Yeah, I've looked at about, I don't know, I looked at about six pictures online, and people seem to be reasonably happy. <laughs> Looking I think this year people would be happy showing trucks... Uh, in macro car park. Anyway, um, I wasn't interested. I really lost it with showing. Well, I've got no to show. I think it's probably the problem. Um, yeah, your truck was looking well. So the pictures of it this morning with the with the, the fridge on it as you were heading out. It's it's come a long way since you've since you've got it. She's clean. I'll give her that. I mean, Friday when we got back, she got about two and a half hours spent on it because last week it was it was bloody awful, like an old gritter. So. Ah, she got some love and attention on Friday, but you know, it's um, it's no special. It's just one of them. It's the big scan. You hint it a big white thing. So I just feel a bit of a. I don't really see point in going showing something that everybody else has got. We're different. We old lass, you know. So sort of made her what she was, but this it's just mm. like everybody else's, really. So mm. you know. if um, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not. I'm not becoming a recluse or if all Barnsley lads, Fernie and co motivated next year and says, come on, let's go and have a, have a weekend. It's something to sleep in. You know, same as I went to Gaiden. I like Gaiden. I wanted to go with Stuart and see lads down there. So she was essentially a caravan for the weekend rather than sleeping under the stars. But, you know, from a showing point of view, I just, I'm just not feeling the love at all. So there we are. It's, it's done now. We've got Brands Hatch in November for the, the truck racing and the fireworks and everything like that. I, I can't get an, the website's not working and I can't get an answer off anybody on email as to what's actually happening with that because normally we go to it and I've got a couple of people asking uh, yeah. how do I get my truck in and I'm like, I don't know if anybody from MSV uh, knows what's happening would like to tell us, you know, I would love to know. Please. Yeah. Well, that would be good to find out, you know. Mm. But I've got, um, I we've got um, it's deadline for the magazine next week. I'm glad to say we finished twenty percent up on sales of that bumper issue. So all the hard work that went into that, bloody hell, it's paid, up, bad, it's paid it? off. That was really good for in, in this environment. And it's, right. we've got the we've got the newer, more expensive paper signed off for next year. Um, yeah. And hopefully some some nice uh, special editions to go ahead with as well. It was yeah, a yeah. it was a quiet week back here at home after all the excitement of being on the telly and things because I've ended Hi. up getting I've had emails of people getting in touch from all over the world um, from that interview from like guys in America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, just fantastic response to it. Yeah, none, no no such excitement this week really. It's been a lot of a lot quieter. I haven't had anybody like uh, nobody's been rapping at my door wanting me to do any personal appearances or anything like that. I did a. I was thinking. I did see. Did you see the thing about this loads? The latest load security thing that happened yeah. uh, this week. Uh, well, it was a guy that I know who's got a flatbed. He had packs of timber on it with ten ratchet straps on it. 
Yeah. And West Yorkshire police stopped him and said five of his straps were in dangerous condition because I had a bit of a mark on them. They're now taking him to court for it because they said that five of the straps are dead. They made him put another 10 straps on it. So it had 20 ratchet straps on it, but they didn't make him take the old ones off, which are apparently dangerous. And the lady from the police had an app which said it should ideally have 42 straps on it. Oh, so well done, God. well done, police, you know. This well, is really, think... you know, at the time when they're trying to get drivers uh, out on the road to come back or be new drivers, they're really doing their best to put people off. I think a decent transport lawyer is going to make them look rather silly in court, I think. Yeah, well, that's, anybody... what they are, that's what the RHA <laughs> membership yeah. payments for. <laughs> you have to get Backhouse Jones in the case. but Exactly. Uh, the, the guy's they're absolutely... Them apart. But that was the police. They don't. They obviously don't have a clue. You want to see the the ratchet straps that they said had something wrong with them. And it's yeah. basically every ratchet strap ever. You know, there was a bit of dirt on them and a little mark here and there. Yeah. But they were by no means unsafe. And yeah, they obviously well. don't know. I mean, these are like five ton straps when you go like from one side of the trailer to the other. And it was ludicrous. So they really are doing their best to go and uh, put people off. Uh, driving or wanting to be drivers with this heavy, mm. they, they seem to really be after people at the moment with the heaviness of their fines and how harsh they're being with people. You know, yeah. you would have thought that you know, in like a word or two, you know, just being sensible about things would have would have been the way to go. But no, they're, they're being uh, really quite um, awful. I've noticed recently the DVS mm. and the police. Uh, yeah, so, the plot um, are out a lot more of late. I've noticed they are out and about sharking. Um, not seeing over much Vosa action, to be right, but um, it would appear the Bobbies are on a mission, so I don't know, I don't know what their uh, game plan is. Uh, so watch yourself, because even if you think your ratchet straps are all right, if you've got one that's like, you know, uh, anything mm. less than immaculate, it appears that if you get that West Yorkshire cop, he'll go and tell you that you're a danger to society. Yeah, well, he'll be online faster than he can uh, waddle down to the donut shop. Starts that bollocks with me, and I know I'm right. It'll be video and it'll be online within minutes, so crack on. Dickheads. Oh, there is video, there is video of the straps and things on the truck. It's mental. So I'm yeah. interested to see what happens with, with that, but they haven't got a court. But it's now hanging over the driver for months. Yeah, yeah, it will be. Experienced, well, fussy guy, you know, keeps everything nice and tidy, keeps all the straps at, dead right. Anybody at CPS with any ounce of sense is going to have a look at that, aren't they, online and think this is a total. Blind alley, so let's just uh, back out of this one. Mm. He only takes a bit of a weapon of a copper. Like, you remember that Angus Nairn and all carry-ins on he caused up and down Cheshire on M6 and the rest of it, you know. Yeah, Poacher termed gamekeeper. What programme was that? Oh, I can't remember. Motorway oh. fascists or something, I don't know, but he was a complete end. And obviously, he was well known for running bent back in the day when he was a truck driver. So, you oh, know, he's 143, yeah. Well, it looks like they've done the driver crisis. Oh, this is, this is rattling on. This is the, the section of the media. Is, there's a section in the media that's determined we're going to have a rotten Christmas. Christmas is going to be ruined. This is what they want to happen, you know. They're going on about yeah. stockpiling things and shortages and factories can't do this and do that and fuels Aye. at a record level. And I was like, well, uh, not so long ago, you wanted fuel to be at a record level because of climate change. Yeah. You locked. And now it's like, oh, factories can't open because of this, that, that and the next thing. It's, mm. and it just seems that the whole script or everything is pre-written. And it's um, you know, yeah, the drivers, the shortage of drivers is the centre of the centre of of all of it. Meanwhile, they've got petitions up against truck stops, which are two miles away from the nearest house. Hi, hi. Hmm. Well, it's like a James Bond film, isn't it? You know, and Elliot Carver trying to start that war between us and Chinese by stealing submarines and rest of it. You see, it's just media. Media make the news, you know, there's nothing to report. They'll make something to report, and then all the all the little sheep will, will buy into it. Mm. It's all they're doing now, isn't it? It's like Chris Packham this weekend, have you seen that arch tool on news? Somebody set fire to his car outside his house, he reckons. I think yeah. 
my honest opinion and it's just an opinion and it's therefore i'm not it's, i'm not making a statement i'm just offering my opinion i wouldn't be at all surprised if somebody isn't uh publicity hungry as packham has burned his own bloody car i don't think for a minute anything <laughs> anything he's done recently has it um enraged anybody in uh farming and hunting circles enough to go down there and torch his jalopy you know about two two or three years ago I think Packham was going through a bit of a lean media spell then. And he, um, oh, look, somebody's nailed some dead crows to my fence overnight. Oh, boo-hoo, you'll not intimidate me, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if you look back at Packham and you Google what he was doing in his teenage years, Mr. Eco Warrior, he was collecting dead birds and nailing them to his own bedroom wall back then. And there's plenty of photographs and footage to show. So the media will do what the media has to do to you know, to manipulate the gullible to its own ends. And that's what they're doing at minute. So as you see, it works, unfortunately, because the, you know, the general public IQ must be less than that of a 40 watt light bulb. There's no fuel. Mm. Ooh, ooh, let's all go out and buy it. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Look at the fortnight we've had there. Oh, there's going to be no turkeys this Christmas. Ooh, well, that, that's them. absolutely what's going to happen, and people won't be able to get what they want. And there's already a build-up now where it's going to be like they're panicking mm. to get everything for Christmas, and people are trying to book Christmas delivery shopping things now. And it's going to be every man for themselves. Just aye. yeah, yeah, because that it's just all, backs up the Christmas spirit. It's all, it? it's all coming, and there's just this desperate yeah. need for lorry drivers, and that thing with the police. With the ratchet straps and everything, this Aye. really put me off. I was like, why should I want to? Why do I even want to go out and help out and drive mm. and go and answer the call of the country and everything when this is how you're treated, you know? You're treated mm. in the most harsh, uh, uncompromising manner. You know, you're yeah. smacked over the head for something even when you're trying to be right. So I'm like, why bother? Why, why should I potentially put myself yeah, through yeah. that, Mr. Mr. Shaps and Baroness Devere, or whatever her name is, it was on the letter, you know? Yeah. I don't really feel... Uh, we'll all end up wearing to. body cam, won't we, like they do? Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's just going to be a crazy world of everybody filming each other, everybody filming everybody else. You, you know, you'll not be able to go into McDonald's without your body cam on in case the big lass behind the counter says you made a sexual remark or... We'll just end up filming everything we do all day, every day. I mean, for years since Hunting Act, you know, we're supposed to make a video every time we ever meet the hounds, supposed to go, you know, this is home and Cone Valley Beagles, Saturday the 24th of March. We're meeting at so and so. It's not our intention to hunt outside the law. We will be hound exercising and or hunting rabbits, which is legal, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And we've got to record that. And then if the sabs come or the helicopter comes or, you know, Derek and Trisha ring up and say all these nasty doggy men are out doing things, the wildlife officer has to trail out from Huddersfield or wherever we're near and go, what are you doing? And we go, watch the video. And he goes, right, you look like you're hunting within the law to us. We are right then. Thanks. Bye. But there's always somebody somewhere hiding up a tree or, you know, sitting in a hole who'll think it'd be hilarious to get the, you know, get the bobbies out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fishermen will start having to film themselves and all the rest of it, and it's going to be one of these, isn't it? Uh, <sighs> uh, see, there's a chap on Twitter called The Lorryist, uh, Tom. Mm. He did a thing on him. Um, he did a video um, of his day driving a lorry. He does some, he's the one for XPO, I think. Just see tonight, he's having a moan, do not call me drive. Um, he doesn't like being called drive or driver. He's a, uh, an exception to that. If you've ever called someone drive, stop it, because apparently it's not nice. I'm not sure anybody really but that bothered about that. I suppose it depends on the tone and the way that it's said. It's like, hello, drive, yeah, how does. are you? Yeah, he exactly. Really does, he's not wrong with that. He's taken offence to it. He's upset by it. Oh, uh, I don't like being called driver. You get some shit house on a forklift going, driver. Driver, just ignore hmm. the wanker. And he can be standing there now. And it, driver, driver, just take the notice. Are you listening to me? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Sorry? You talking to me? Yes. Well, I thought you were talking to somebody called Driver. I'm plainly not called Driver, am I? Well, I don't know what your name is. You didn't bloody ask, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had that loads. I don't mind drives because it's a, it, I don't know, it's, it's a bit of a northern thing. Hey, yeah, it drives. 
stick it, it on day seven. In the context, yeah. totally, yeah. you know. Exactly. Call me whatever you like. I, I mean, I'm not your mate, whoever you are, Forklift man, but I don't mind you calling me mate as long as it's done in a hey, mate, kind of a way rather than, hey, mate, you can't park there, mate, because I'll pull your bloody head off. Going back to the showing and, and lack of interest in showing, I've, I've started making some tentative movements towards doing something with it. I've, um, I've ordered some corner panels for this, you know, mm-hmm. dirt deflector panels that you uh, fasten to your front corner panels to make it look a bit wider and a bit more balanced. Yeah. I've, got, I've got some of those coming from Holland. Um, I've also ordered something else and I've forgotten what. Uh, an exterior item or interior yes. item? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a little. Uh, I've got an under bumper light bar ordered and being made. I was sort of chin scratching about splitters versus bars, and I really, yeah. when I found out how these splitters fasten on, you know, with like four rivets and a bit of magic, and I thought some of the fields I go into and the rest of it. I thought, well, I don't have air suspension which would be nice because you could lift it up and go in looking like a Bedford TK or whatever arm you used to play with. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a bar. So at least a bar when it's there does something. Yeah, it gives it a bit of depth and it's got some lights in it and I do white lights. So I thought, right, I've ordered that. And there is something else. Oh, yeah. Where I should have um, spotlights in bonnet and um, previous owner didn't think that was necessary so i've just got those two black grills in a you know the top corner of bonnet um solar guard in uh, holland have got some replacement panels that fit over those blank black grills so oh, yeah yeah there's a few different options in the scanner for the, the front leds aren't there so you don't have, you don't have the ones that like the, uh, I don't have the any. grill you don't have any no, there's none in the roof, roof no. grill, or yeah. bonnet. No, there's none at all. Um, the, the ones in the roof are horrible. I would take them out if I had them in. I would have them out. I mean, Richard Fern, with his sexy 650, he had those out and had them welded up, done. But so, a funny but, shape. They're yeah, like they're asymmetrical. Awful. Yeah, they're bloody awful things. Anyway, but, uh, he's had those away and put two spotlights either side of a name board and some beacons, and they look marvellous. I do like the bonnet ones, but... I don't know if I told you the price of having the bonnet two and the bumper two fitted and the SOPS file uploaded to make it all work and all of it. Anyway, three grand, sharp end of. Three grand for four lights and a SOPS file to make it all come on. Mm-hmm. Unless um, unless hell's planning a bit of a cold weekend, that's not happening. Not ever. So I've got Solar Guard's blanking panels and I'm uh, either going to have them Body colour, or we'll do them two turn. I don't know. We'll see. I'll wait till they land, and then we'll have a oh, we'll good. have a chin scratch. Um, mm. And then I'm gonna also when these midlift tyres are knackered, these three one fives on Duras, I'm gonna swap those out for some supers on middle as well, just to make us sit a bit better. And look, I'll put fifty fives on middle, I think, so there's plenty of clearance. Mm-hmm. I can drop back suspension down there and level her out. And um middle lift tires will sail on nicely. Then when we've got axle lift because I think they're on sixties at the minute, which are way too big. So what profile did you say your tires stand. were? Sorry. What say? profile did you just say your tires were? Sixties. What's the normal? Three one five seven is the normal size for the for the drive axle. Yeah Even the seventies on back. 60s, yeah, your in, the in, the back. 60s in the yeah. midlift, right? Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to put 55s on mid, so I've got 60s on front, and then we'll get rid of the middle. Queer little tyres up middle. Mm. Um, I'm also, if I can spare time off, I'm going to get it in for a few days to Ultimate and let him paint the middle and front hubcaps, you know, the hub ends, axle ends. And get rid of yeah. these biscuit tin lid scania wheel trims that are on and just have exposed supers, you know, just hubs, rims, and then nut covers on. Or maybe just donuts, I don't know. But I'd rather sort of go without donuts if I can. But 
I'll just no, keep doing bits. It's all I can do. I mean, you know, it furred and I didn't touch it for the first 10 years. I didn't do a damn thing with it. I put a low bar on it, I think. And then at about year 12, we went batshit crazy and put a top bar on. <laughs> and then I think year 15, maybe, I finally put my name on it and Stacks. Yeah, Stacks went on in 2015, I think. And um, all that red catwalk stuff that lacquered up that went on about two years ago so we don't like to get you know we don't like to get excited and get on too soon i mean you know no, no, no rush but, no, but i imagine this thing will be well. scrapping yeah. five years because of all electronic bollocks that's on it so i think we better no, just maybe up it you know just maybe up the gears and get something done with it I do like stone guards and deep visors and all that, but then I will be aware that having to take that stone guard off for MOT every year will become a pain in the ass. So I think maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that alone. Uh, but, well, there is like an an, uh, an endless sort of stream of stuff that you can do to mm, scan. There'll mm. always be stuff coming out. I mean, how is the how is the electronic? I mean, your oldest Euro sixes are now like sort of twenty fourteen, so they're getting on a bit. Yeah. Some of them are getting pretty tired and. How are the electronics in these trucks bearing up? Because people have had to go and buy them and invest in them because they need a Euro 6, when maybe ideally they wouldn't have and they would have much preferred to have gone and, gone and yeah. got themselves a nicer Euro 5, but they can't because of the stupid low emissions thing. Um, so just how are, how are they uh, bedding in sort of as they become old trucks? I don't know. Who's I only sort of 14 know plate rage keys and people like that? with DAF and Scania really you know with sort of older end and some of the lads i know that have tried to run euro six dafts that are getting on in miles and, and years are starting to have massive massive amounts of grief um <sighs> some of the electronics and uh sensor faults seem to be almost every other day um some of the old 450 our type, our cab scanners don't appear just anecdotally from people I know. I mean, obviously, there might be a flood of people telling me I'm talking bollocks, but just the lads that I know don't seem to be having really a quarter as much grief with the scanners as the DAFs. And when it comes to Volvos, I'm not your man because I don't know anybody with a Volvo really, so I don't know. But I mean, Volvo wiring's always been a bit iffy, hasn't it? There's been broken wires with cab tilts and in loom and you know, this and that. But I think. I think DAF seems to be suffering worst as age creeps in with these new ones. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it'll be interesting to see because it's not environmentally friendly as well either if, for trucks to start falling apart after a few years due to all the electronics. No. You have to throw no. them away. You know, a truck should last a good 10, 12 years. Mm. Anyway, you know, it's, there's loads of Euro 5s parked up that nobody wants. I noticed them. Um, yeah. Uh, a, a notable hauler near to me, JB McBean, closed down last week, and they were right. they were really well known. They were quite a sizable firm back in the day. They had a lot of maroon, yeah. uh, lovely maroon ERFs, but they kind of downsized right. and wound the operation down in recent years. And it's a shame to see them go, but it's just the way that it, um, the way that the way that it's worked out. Um, you know, if you don't have somebody mm. coming through to take the company on, but the, the, one of their last trucks was at Walkers this week is an ERF ECT. Which, uh, which is the MAN cabbed one, but it's got the Cummins engine in it. It was up for 7750, which yeah. um, was, wasn't it the cheapest, but that's um, the Africans will snap that up because it's got the Cummins in it. That'll yeah. go, that won't hang about because they're still yeah. heavily into um, those right. uh, into those trucks over there. And that's... Um, yep. the, so the, you've just moved sort of pollution, you know, apparent... Yeah, problems from one place to another. So which, yeah, uh, yeah, which that doesn't it. make any bloody sense. Yeah, no, overall, it should be surely they should be. There should be a big push on to try and get them to go and use all these kind of modern trucks. But they're not going to be interested in that. You know, you can't. No. You can't really be um, having limp mode and things happening out in the sort of severe conditions that you're going to encounter over there. So what's what's on the plan for that? What's on the plan for you this week? It's deadline week for me, so I've got a week in front of the computer, which is probably. I was supposed to be giving you a bucket of gubbins, Anna, for that. I forgot. Uh, The magazine. No, you've 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 done it for this issue. You gave us a little update. Yeah, you've done it for this issue. 
Wow. Marvellous. Good. Hallelujah. Um, for me this week, it is Sunday night as we speak, and it's what, 10 ish? I don't know. What time is it? 10 yeah, it's getting on for 10, yeah. yeah. 10 o'clock Sunday night, I am camping out rather than camping up on uh, Medway Services once more with a fridge full of luscious tomato plants going to their new home at Thanet, which is Margate, end of end of things. That's going in there for morning, um, which good is good. a good flying start for, uh, for a week. And then I shall ring Reverend Holt and find out what's occurring after that, but I will be taking empties back from uh, down here, back up there tomorrow, and hoping we have another daylight today because it's been fantastic. I think this is... T- Really, what they call an Indian, an Indian summer, been lovely. Oh, oh good. And good. when I got this thing back to yard on Friday afternoon from Newcastle, it looked like I'd not washed it since about two thousand and six. So she got two hours worth on uh, Friday tea time of of, of much love and uh, truck wash thirty nine, courtesy of uh, Ash Dent and his auto smart van of. of much soapiness no it's um it's psychological bollocks i realize but you know when it's clean everything's shiny and sun's out job mm-hmm. just doesn't seem half as bad no it doesn't you know? that's, that's better you know i do like that going over the 66 or north of yeah. six when the weather's good yeah it does make it a lot better you know i should really get myself uh motivated and get out there and get a couple of demos mm-hmm. done but you know i just feel that I just feel that pissed off with Shaps and the police and everything like that that I want to go and tell them to stick it up their arse with a letter yeah. for the way that they're treating drivers and behaving. Why should I come and help anybody yeah. out and things, you know? But I'm needing to get out mm. anyway. I'm festering in the house again. I've got a deep concern now that I've got six or seven months of being stuck in a rut with um, just, you know, magazine stuff going on. I mean, I know I've got a lot of good stuff and things to organise, but I need to get out and just do some things to mix it up yeah, a bit yeah, to go and do it and get some stuff done. Uh, I'm a bit concerned about you want to get Mr. Oliver phoned up or, mm. or get Pollock's phoned up. Have Pollock's any new dafts? Uh, don't know what he's, what he's been buying recently, the last things he's got in. Uh, well, that's what you need to be doing is finding somebody up there that wants you to go and play with a brand new daft for a week and kick its ass dragging uh, mm. pallets of water up and down and slumming it. I've got a couple of Volvos, a couple of Scania's lined up that I could get a hold of, possibly on any end. Plenty of choice, eh? You know, just yeah, well, we don't know what they're doing, any of these new ones, unless you've had them out for a week and told us about it. So, you know, finger out your ass, Don't stay in there stroking your cat like a Bond villain. Get out and get some trucks driven. And then um, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The magazine will be full of stuff. You won't be mental. Cat won't be stroked. So it's got a bolt patch. And, um, you know, okay. and you might get to tell a few coppers what you think of them as well as a bonus. Yeah, a good point, I. I could go out and do some flatbed work, I, with my 42 ratchet straps, I. Oh, well, as long as you're, uh, you know, as long as you're sure they're all clean, you know, oh, you can wait till you get pulled at B-Talk and you can start ripping them a new one. Well, well, it was, we- yeah. it was West Yorkshire Police at Ferry Bridge who, who did that, and the woman police officer, uh, with her app on the phone, uh, said that yeah. that's forty two a forty two strap sort of thing, eh? which which it isn't. You know, it's not that at all. No. I just uh, they I seem to be they seem to be after drivers at the moment for whatever I reason. I think CPS being. are going to love that aren't they? because you know they're going to have some people that know what they're talking about in there who look at these things and think, is there a, you know a reasonable chance of a conviction or are we going to look stupid? And um, yeah, the only people I've ever met that think forty two straps is a go is that bunch of lunatics at uh, Brinsworth strip mill at Rotherham. We used to go in there for split coils. <laughs> and after they'd had a bang on their head with a textbook from somewhere, they tried to put 36 on a load of um, strip steel in there. So in the end, our lot pulled out. You know, we didn't have to go in. It was the end. We said, we're not doing it. So oh, it's just, a uh, it's just stop going in. So, um, complete madness. Well, I spoke to the operator because it's a guy that I know, and I said, mark the straps that they've said are dangerous and get a video of them all being taken off. Then yeah. roll them up and go and like take them away somewhere because he was asking, is there somewhere we could get them tested for breaking strain? Because there was like nothing, nothing wrong with them um, yeah. at yeah. all. It's just it, it, ridiculous. Yeah. And why, 
Why, if the straps were deemed to be dangerous, did the policeman allow the driver to leave them strapped on the vehicle? Because yeah. surely if they could snap at any moment, that would send an hatchet strap off the truck and potentially through the windscreen of a car and kill somebody. Exactly. So why did they let him leave them on the vehicle? Exactly. It's just bizarre, yep. b- bizarre behaviour. There was the other one in the, in the news this week where um, the guy got fined £300 for sitting in the passenger seat mm. of the lorry and getting a lift, but I don't know, there were too many details that I didn't know about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wh- was it the same company and were they doing it every night? Uh, sort of thing. It's difficult to. It was difficult to come to a, a conclusion on that one. But yeah, uh, double yeah. manning rules. Uh, you, you do if you're in a truck. Um, if you're in the same truck as like your colleague, then you've got to watch because there's plenty of circumstances when you should have your card and slot too and recording time. Mm-hmm. Even if you could have driven to the job in your car separately, and it wouldn't, you know, necessarily have counted for counted yeah. for anything. So. But that was a three hundred yeah, quid fine for that, and I don't know what, what exactly went on there because the driver got two hundred uh, quid for time offences, and three hundred pounds is yeah. enough to hurt a family for a month, you know. That's a yeah. lot of dough. Yeah, I read it. Obviously, like you read it, and I thought there's far too many variables in this to you know to sort of come down either way. So I didn't. I just didn't come down either way. At all of the sort hmm, I just read it and digested it inwardly. But you know, it's. It's whether police on day are sticklers and, you know, rules are rules. And if they can prove that the rules have been broken, even, and he's one of them, he will do. Whereas mm-hmm. another copper would say, really, I could do you for this, but I'm not going to do because <laughs> a bit of discretion being used. But, you know, he got a stickler that day and I think... Uh-huh. You know, it's not for me know, to comment. I don't know full facts, but the guy up. I'd love to find out because these the stories come there, out, and it's yeah. all down to interpretation, unfortunately. Yeah, I'd like to know the follow-up to all these bloody things because they get yeah. them posted and then you never find out exactly no, all, uh, what the what the outcome of it is as ever. It drops off radar, doesn't it? It does, I and mean, you never find out what what happens. Uh, what happens with the prosecution side, or if anybody goes and takes it up on. On appeal, yeah. it's also bloody. Uh, it's also infuriatingly vague, and the police do it to themselves a lot of the time as well. Where they post something yeah. up and they deliberately leave out information. They're buggers for that on Twitter, uh, and it's like, come on, can we not have the full story here? Why are you leaving things out uh, for people to interpret? Um, Some of that police posting on Facebook, you know, it's just it's just diabolical. I cannot believe that chief inspectors of forces think that that is suitable behaviour for their officers. You know, it's like um, you get these police responded 999 bullshit programmes on ITV, usually something to do with Jamie Theakston or somebody tragic. And, you know, they go out at night with these coppers and it's like, Bino has been in the force three years. Bino used to be a double glazing salesman. Bino hates this and... <laughs> That's, it's not the way to be portraying police, this. You know, it should be... You know, even 20 years ago, you got a police sergeant, usually ex-army, usually with a really good tash, and you just knew, as soon as they pulled you, he'd come up and knock on your window, and you'd wind your window down, and he'd go, oh, what a surprise. I was expecting to find Nigel Mansell. You know, and you had respect for these lads, because you knew... But if you played their game and you just treated them with a bit of respect, they cut you some slack generally. You know, if you weren't a wide boy, they'd let you, you know, they'd give you finger-wagging routine and give you a steely glare and, and you'd go, thanks, officer, you know, and you'd be on your way. And he'd, he'd follow you for a mile and a half to make you nervous. And then, you know, and you thought, That's probably not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that again because I were lucky there. But this lot, you know, yeah, it does seem a bit like ham on people with their head and with stuff in. in. You know, eh, where the police? Mm. I'm thinking, there's no respect for you. You don't get respect because you demand it. You stamp your feet and say, I, I am the law. That doesn't work like that. It really doesn't. You know, people respect people that earn respect. And you earn respect by being seen to do your job properly. And it's not about busting everybody's ass is it and getting some points on christmas accumulator at station it's about doing your job and 
having a bit of common sense and a bit of discretion and being able to think for yourself. And you know straight away if you're talking to a massive bullshit merchant, you just do, don't you? They do. And they know if they've got a bloke who's a bit hard-pressed and is trying to get from A to B because of... <laughs> and they say, look, chap, steady down. All right, this time, I'm just going to give you a warning. Steady yourself down. If I see you on here again, carrying mm. on, then, you know, we'll have a proper talk next time. All right. And you go, yeah, all right, chap, I'm, I'll suck it in. You'll go away. You've got respect for police there because, you know, you know you were yeah. sailing close to wind and they've just said to you, think on next time. And everybody's a winner there. But all this arrogance and posturing and strutting and then and then having the audacity to post everything on social media like there's some kind of Kardashian. It, it's just, I'm just mesmerised by it all. I, I think what a load of absolute bollocks is this. That said, <sighs> South Yorkshire Motorway Group uh, South Yorkshire Police if you ever get a chance to have a look at their stuff on Facebook it's brilliant it's like old school coppering right, but it's on there right now. it's brilliant I don't know if there's one lad that writes all their sort of nightly you know we've had a really bloody busy weekend in Sheffield this weekend <laughs> and it says you know we chase this clown in this BMW, like you know. What's it called? It, South Yorkshire Police on just yeah, South Yorkshire, Yorkshire Police. Police on Facebook. Yeah, it's like their motorway group. I'll uh, I'll send you a link when I find it again. It's on my other account on my uh, on my current. Just like end of the South Yorkshire Police in general. I don't know. It's just that's not the yeah. motorway group thing. Though. Their lads on there have obviously seen it all and lived it. You know, they're not all twenty. They're not all full of college and books. Where that's written, it's written well, and it, it gets to the point, and it, you know, it's like, you know, we had this joker at three o'clock in the morning with a, you know, with a Mercury, uh, three wheels and one wheel missing and all this, and we pulled, and it, it's just written really well, and you, and you sort of get with them when you read it, because they're not pillorying blokes who have got a back light out, or, you know, it, it's not that mm. kind of thing, it's not that, it's fine, it's proper noughties. You know, proper naughty men that these buggers are finding on M18, M180, M1. And it's uh, mm. it's what you expect from police. And they, to me, seem to have got it right. So I don't know whether South Yorkshire are in competition with West Yorkshire. And West Yorkshire, you know, is being run by a completely different junter. But they sound, to me, like they're, tell, you know, Everything's right, lad, but, you know, think on in future, tuck your tails away at the end of these straps. You don't want them getting around prop shaft. <laughs> that kind of attitude, that's what they sound like to me. I, I don't know, but I'd find it difficult to keep shtum if I'd got some patronising midget going on about 32 straps on a flatbed. I'd, I'd just have to mm, probably wander off, wander into Greg's and buy some scalding hot tea and throw it over me, over my head. That's very much the very much the thing. They need to, you know, sort of discretion towards certain things, especially mm. when you can see that somebody has taken, you know, uh, efforts to make sure that something is yeah. safe, even if perhaps it isn't. Yeah. You know, we should say, look, I'm really not happy about this. Do you have more straps on you? Can you please change these and do not use the ones that you have again? You know, yeah, uh, and then I will be happy at that. Do you understand why I'm? Uh, I've stopped you for, mm. for this, but none of the straps had cuts or marks in them at all. The guys no, obviously no. never had to use an hatchet strap before or had any understanding uh, of, of how to use them. You know, it's no. just, it's just gone over, just gone and turned over a, a hard working, conscientious, uh, you know, yeah. safety orientated lorry driver who's been moving flatbeds of timber for decades and now suddenly has been told, no, uh, this is dangerous. You are a yeah. danger to society. Yeah, balls. Yeah. I mean, you know, those lads that I had a cuddle with at Sawtree a while back, they were brilliant, but those the lads that pulled me in there. Obviously, I've not been pulled for, for eons. Just whacked me in there. Brilliant blokes. Right attitude, straight away. Now then, how are you? Blah, blah. We're going to have a look at this. We're going to have a look at that. We're going to do, you know, handbrake on, foot break, foot break off. Lovely. Great weather we're having for time of year. <laughs> Did the job. Right attitude. Weren't out to you know, out to leg me up, weren't out for anything other than just having a look, making sure, bit of small talk, there's the toilet, do you want to drink, blah, 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 good night, Vienna. 
dead right. Mm. Absolutely dead right, those blokes at Sawtree. I cannot say better things about them. Every one of them. Even big scary one with beard that pulled me in car. He did look a bit uh, a mm-hmm. bit serious when he, he took me in, but you know, it wasn't sound blokes. And they got one in corner. I won't name the company. They were foreign, but they were well and truly nailed. And he says, really, he says, you know, we know who we're looking for, and it's people like that. And I says, bit naughty. He went, how long have you got? And it was like a roll of wallpapers worth of crime in one place. And he says, you know, we know what we're on with. And it's overloaded vans we like as well. Uh, that's a terrible problem at the moment. That that's been going on for a long time. The sheer yeah. volume of what you can manage to fit into a yeah. Mercedes Sprinter or a Luton Transit. Is well, just... it's funny you should say Sprinter because that's the, uh, there was a Sprinter came back for a pile of stuff that was in corner at compound, and it was like boxes of watermelons and you know that kind of thing. Because. I did kind of wonder why it was a random pile of boards and watermelons and stuff. And he says, he says that, believe it or not, is a third of what was on the van when we pulled it. So he's had to go away twice and take a third of a third. And he's coming back for that third. I went, how did he get it all? And he says it were even in front, on front seats. He couldn't see out of windows. You see them yeah. all the time as well, right hunkered, right mm. down in their back end. They, they, they right. break their backs as well. They only last right. a year, some of these vans, and they go and like, um, mm. reinforce the suspension at the back end of things so they don't sit down as much. And they just run them because the, the, the threat of getting caught is pretty yeah. low and they don't have an operator's license or anything like that. So yeah. what you don't have, they can't take away from you. But that is like a continual major problem is massively overloaded vans aye? That's a... yeah that must have been you know properly overloaded i.e scraping down the road because the amount of tackle that, that had been in and gone in three and he says you know that's what we sit there for we you know we in um you know in east county down there there's a lot of that kind of thing going on there's a lot of these continental shops and stuff you know in, in towns more than there is a power way and some of these shopkeepers just want to get everything on one van and get home. So they do, but you know, it's um unless you've got airbag assisters on back at van to make it look like you know overloaded, you knack it out, you really. But um it was fascinating yeah. the amount of tackle that were in that van. Uh, well, some of them will do that. The, the the thing I always found weird was the three and a half ton cutoff, whereby then it's on a mm. speed limiter because like a four and a half ton or a five ton van's then limited to fifty six. And yeah. I never thought that that made much sense. I was like, well, it would have made more sense to me if those vans could have at least been limited to, say, 62, you know, 100 kilometres an hour, because they mm. can easily go and do it, and they're not that much bigger. And then that would, um, that would get them sort of out, out, and, out and moving and a bit more progress on the motorway. Until you see, have you noticed there's, there's a bit of a campaign starting up where people are wanting the motorway speed limit drop to 60 miles an hour to save fuel, mm. um, which is irrelevant in certain parts of the country. I mean, if you want to go and do variable speed limits at busy times, and that's fair enough, but there's like now a lobby saying, no, we should have it at 60 miles an hour. And I'm like, great. So that run from Preston all the way up to Scotland at 60, I, I don't yeah. think so. But I did it as an experiment with my Omega, when I went yeah. to Harrogate and back, which was 408 miles round trip, I tanked the car with super unleaded and I drove 10 miles an hour. I did 64 miles an hour on the GPS on the motorway, went easy yeah. over the 66, easy on the way back, got home, and it used exactly the same amount of petrol. Oh. I was like, I couldn't believe it. So I'd like, I love to repeat that experiment when I go and do a couple of runs down south with, with other cars because I was like, the Omega, no difference whatsoever between sitting at 80 on yeah. the cruise and like 70 on the cruise. Uh, yeah. But that's not a solution either. I don't want the bloody motorway speed limit dropped to 60 miles an hour because that's just going to, you've got people in cars doing 60 on the speedo who are then going to be getting in the way of lorries. Yeah. Uh, that would just, oh, hideous. They'd better not bloody go and do it. Drakeford will probably do it in Wales. I'm oh. definitely going to be. Uh... Spending my time dry stone walling, then if that happens, that'll be me. Yeah, watch it. Keep an eye out for it. You'll notice it here and there. So, oh, 60 mile an hour motorway, big benefits, you know, to, to fuel economy mm. and to the environment and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, oh, is it bollocks? 
Yeah, because a truck at 44 ton wants to be going up and down gearbox all the time, doesn't it? Get the cars getting on the road, aye. Stuck Great. among morons. Yeah. No, well, I don't think they should have put the motorway speed limit. Arguably, could have been put up to eighty, but they should have. Would have had to have done it back in the nineties. They couldn't do yeah. it now. There's no sort of point, point to it uh-huh. because the, the the speed limit is kind of eighty in the car anyway. You can do eighty on the clocks, and you won't set off any cameras, and the police won't bother you. Uh, the police never used to bother you twenty years ago, as long as you were doing like. Uh, under sort of 95 they didn't even mm. care on the M6 speed limit. people used to tank it along higher and the police still weren't interested back then they would be now right enough but... yeah <sighs> that's because yeah. uh, we're in uh, phase 2 of Karen Fest aren't we aye but um, aye, I suppose I should probably let you get off and get on to um get onto uh, bed I because uh, I've got to get up in the morning and get cracking and get my cover done and get this magazine all ready right. to go to go to press and also go outside and enjoy some bloody fresh air and things because I'm I'm mm. festering you're right that was quite an impassioned uh, yeah. little spe- speech that you had for me there to go and tell me to yeah. go back out and motivate me to do things you know cause yeah you need to get someone to sit and stay and get out and um Probably quite cathartic, wouldn't it? To get blow just... some horns, aye, doesn't it? Shout doesn't really... it with some memos, it's good for you. Aye, I think that's a good idea. Although, I, like... hmm? I know a cat sulks when you go away for a week, doesn't it? But you know, he's... the cat eyes, he's really become a very entitled since I've been at home like all the time because he can just come in and shout at me and get food like whenever yeah. I kind of wish. If I was driving with the Arctics and being away when I got him when he was a kitten, you know, if I'd taken him with me, oh. he, he probably because he's always been pretty cool sitting in sitting in a car. I probably could have sort of taken him out with me, but then I would have had to take a litter box with me, and the thought of a litter box in an enclosed space like a pup just not happening at all. People would have been frightened <laughs> of you anyway, wouldn't they? If you'd have had a cat with you, would have oh, lunatic cat man. I that would have. Aye. Um, <sighs> Lovely I, stuff. Okay. I'll well, to serve. Yeah. Yes. To serve. Cool. Mm. Take care. Have a good week. Let us know how you're getting on. Take I'll some try. photographs for uh, uh, impending truck and drive team truck and driver updates and all that sort of stuff. Super. It'd be a pleasure. Uh, I'll try and take some photographs of this place I'm going in the morning because it's bloody enormous. I um, I had a quick Google, like you do, a quick Google. Mm-hmm. Mm. Apparently. 400 million tomatoes, 90 million chilies, and mm. um, there's, there's one other per annum. They are some operation. Um, it's the one I got you to Google Earth and have a look at. For yeah, yeah, it did look, it did look pretty yeah. big, eh? It's bloody huge. And it's mm. um, uh, 400 mm. million tomatoes is no, uh, That's no slacker's banquet, is it? It's, uh, it's some good, mm, is that? Right. Staple food. Aye. Good stuff. Right. Uh, thanks very much for that. Uh, I shall catch up with you uh, during the week. So on, um, let me know how you're getting on and all that. Thank you. Yeah. If, uh, cool. if you can't get hold of me next week, it's because I've got out in the night here and the rats have got me. Uh, uh, yes. Lovely. There are lots and lots and lots of rats here. It's, uh, I hope you know, you've got... Back. It's we Sunday down night. By the garage yeah. and we're looking at biffer skips. You know, I, I'm casting my eyes over the uh, beautiful vista of the biffer skips at the Sunday back night. of the oh. uh, Burger King, and there are rats. Hope you've been organised and you've got a nice empty, a nice empty uh, comfort bottle there for you know, so you don't need to leave the cab. I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those old blokes who has to get up at night and go for wee wee's. <laughs> once you know, once I'm in bed, I'm in bed. That's it done. Did you Did you see the picture that was in? Somebody put a picture up in Lim Truck Stop, but it was like an an old naked man stood outside his daft transporter having a pee at the wheel with his um, with his uh, his like sliders on. Um, oh. yeah, and somebody like t- took a picture of that. So I was like. Uh, he, he took a picture of it to post it on the internet because obviously it'd be like hilarious and, and that. Mm. Aye, unless, it's your, unless it's your granddad, obviously. Aye, there was some bloke laying face down by his truck on, uh, on yeah. Facebook over the weekend. It looked like he'd, he'd probably tried to do a top step session in the night and fallen out and knocked himself out. But, but he, was stark, he was stark bollock naked lying 
face down by his truck. And I thought, you know, this swine that's taking his photograph should probably go and take his pulse first, to be mm. honest. Mm. If, you've, if you've never, you know, taken a swan dive off top step and landed on your head on the tarmac, I don't think it's uh, it's to be encouraged. I did it once in Yard at Maritime way back in Tilbury. Mm. Just, I, I fell out. It was like four o'clock at morning getting up with a reefer box full of Brazilian beef to go up to Ripon in North Yorkshire. And um, next news, I, I woke up sitting in office at Maritime, surrounded by blokes in Maritime Ooh. t-shirts. I'm like, what? He says, you fell out your cab, mate. You're all right. And, and, and then I went out again. I had another couple of minutes under. And then it was Brentwood Hospital, I think, they took me to. And mm. they um, had a bit of an X-ray session and said, you shouldn't really drive. <laughs> I says, yeah, we'll have two choices. I'm t-. Anyway, they left me there. So I had to get a taxi back to where... Maritime at Tilbury, 35 quid. Cheers, lads. I appreciate that. I knew then it was probably time to leave Maritime as a subby, so uh, we did. But I've still got that scare. I can still feel that scare in the back of my head. So, no deal. Uh, no, I didn't get a bill for damage to tarmac anyway. So. Right. No, I've never fallen, out. I've never fallen out in spectacularly. The worst one I did fall out of was an actress. Uh, the first one when they first came out, but it wasn't too bad because I was like young and agile and like mm. 31 years old at the time, so I, uh, my knees didn't go pop, but it could have been pretty bad. But I, mm. you take care. I always fare guys. well when I fall on my head, it's <laughs> massive, because it's massive. Yeah, but, it's uh, good, uh, good here. It's massive yeah. and it's it, it's well built, so you know, if I'm going to fall on it, to fall on my heat, because I'll, I'll not air out, but... Don't. Uh, oh. Right, go stroke your cat. Catch ya. See you there. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.